Welcome to In Search of the Great America, a virtual road trip to the biggest city and a small town in each state of the Union. 100 guests will be invited to define their great America, past, present, and future. I'm your host, Laura Milkins, and I really want to know, what's your great America? Hello and welcome to In Search of the Great America. Today we have with us in the studio Mike Hobbs. He is the owner, creator, operator of Hat 6 Cattle Company, New Mexico Land and Cattle Incorporated, and a hardworking guy that enjoys his life. Hello, Mike. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. I'm delighted to be here. I'm so glad you could do it. So I wanted to ask you the series of questions, and we'll just start with the first one. Where did you grow up and what was it like? <laughs> you would have to open a can of worms right at the outset. I am a child of the West, particularly the Inner Mountain West. I've, I've lived or worked in every state west of the Mississippi River in my professional experience. Grew up primarily along the Wyoming Montana border after being born at Amarillo Air Force Base in Texas. It was an incredible experience. Every locale had its own little nuances. It had its own little cliques. It had its own special nuances, if you will. But they've all blended together to have created a wonderful life. I had the wonderful experience of being brought up by people who were products of the land. They were products of agriculture. They were products of of neighbors. They were products of community. And I guess that has been the greatest benefit I've ever derived from life is my willingness to learn from those that were in front of me and were willing to pass that knowledge down. Young lady, I could, I could go on in volumes of those kinds of neighbors, those kinds of experiences. But yes, it is, it is the complexion of our neighbors that defines who we are. It is how we interact with, with our neighbors. It's how we rely and depend on our neighbors that give us our stability in life. And growing up as, as a young child, I can remember riding in the, uh, on the hood of an old Buick car, being pulled behind an old Dodge Power Wagon to our one-room schoolhouse at Muddy Gap, Wild, And it was an incredible experience, freezing to death, and there wasn't one of us knew we were cold. We were just loving the trip. There wouldn't be enough time on the program for me to list all the neighbors that have been so influential, or the or the family that was so influential. Was there a specific time in history you thought America was great, and why? I grew up believing that America was great, and the first time that I had any functional knowledge that we weren't what I thought we were, was when President Kennedy was assassinated and I was on my way to school in Wyoming and we got the news and I guess that's that's when I realized that, that I was 13 and our world changed dramatically in, in that moment. But I was a baby boomer. I was that crop of children that 
was produced after World War II, and it was it was a wonderful time. It was a wonderful time to be alive because America was about opportunity. America was about perseverance. It was about willingness. It was about your your appetite for risk and just what you were willing to put into life, you could expect a return on your investment. I traveled. My stepdad was a, a Marine Corps fellow, and we were all over the country. And after the Marine Corps, he had a number of different jobs, including being Walt Disney's personal bodyguard. Gave me free carte blanche access to Disneyland in Anaheim, California, which should have been enough to spoil me rotten, but hard work, hard work soon intervened. What is great about America now for you? How the patriots of America are gravitating together, unlike anything I have ever witnessed in my life. How common sense is trying to get re-rooted in our country. How we are figuring out what is sustainable and what is not sustainable. How we are figuring out why the term politically correct is so obscene and so unjust. How we are seeing how racism has manifested itself again in the 21st century to an extent that I could never have believed. 10 years ago, how we are seeing the division of Americans based upon personality conflicts rather than policy conflicts. And I believe that right will prevail. We are a good country, and we're a great country because of the diversity of who we are. I'm a quarter Choctaw Indian. I never identify as being anything other than an American. And I think we're losing a lot. We're losing a lot of the essence of America by trying to delineate ourselves beyond anything beyond being American. We're all in this together, like it or not. All of our challenges are universal challenges. We can do better if we put our minds to it. We are going to come out of this stronger and more unified, but it's going to be, there's going to be some bitter pills swallowed in the process. What does your great America look like in the future? A unified America. Americans that do what rural Americans do always. It doesn't matter what our political beliefs are. If we have a neighbor in need, we go help the neighbor in need. If we're in need, our neighbors come help us. That is the beautiful part of rural America. That is where the sense of community still exists. I know people who have left our environment and have moved into the metropolitan areas that don't even know the names of their next-door neighbors. We know the names of every other other person who lives in our county. We interact with them at our county fairs, at our our rodeos, our ropings, our, our church socials. We know their names. We know who they are. 
I just wish we could return to that texture of America where we got out of ourselves, turned off our TV, got out of ourselves and reached out to figure out who is our neighbor? What are they about? What challenges are they struggling with? Less TV and more personal interaction. Television is a wonderful anesthesia. It takes us away from what's going on with with those around us. And that's the least gratifying part of my life, is not interacting with my neighbors. Who are we when we are our best? We are one nation under God, indivisible, seeking liberty and justice for everybody, regardless of race, creed, culture, religion. We are America. We are a blended culture. We are the strengths and the weaknesses that everybody brought to this country seeking a new future. And my wife just said, we are the land of opportunity if we can keep government out of our way. We are here because we all came with the same vision in mind. And that was to fulfill our dreams, to be able to function within our chosen religion, and to do it unfettered, unchallenged, and freely. If America is going to be what America can be, it has got to have less government, and it's got to have more interaction between its citizens. Understand what your neighbors, what their challenges are, because oftentimes we can help one another and not indispose ourselves in the least. We still enjoy that rural America, but when we go to the city to visit family, I am just dumbfounded that. My brother and sister don't even know the names of their neighbors that live six feet apart from them on either side. If we don't know our neighbors, we don't have a neighborhood. We have an assemblage of people living in the same proximity, but we don't have a neighborhood. We're not neighbors if we don't interact beyond social media, but I am grateful. I am very grateful. But what social media has allowed us to do, how it has allowed us to reach out, how it has allowed us to voice our opinions, to voice our fears, to voice our concerns, and stay connected with people that went to other other locations. Social media has been a great thing, but it has been, it's also had a toxic component that is divisive. And our country is never going to be what it's going to be as long as we continue to focus on how we're different rather than how we're alike. We've got to start recognizing people, not policy. Got to start recognizing hearts rather than political positions. I don't, I don't have issues with anybody that I'm able to sit down and understand their heart. If all I'm subjected to is their political position, I'm probably going to be in opposition with some of them. But once you understand their heart and why they are where they are, 
it changes the whole complexion. We are a good country. We are an awesome country. I have been the world over. There's only a handful of countries I have not been to. I would be hard-pressed to leave the United States of America. I still believe in the texture and the heart of America. That is a wonderful way to end this show. Thank you so much for being on In Search of the Great America. Thank you, young lady, for inviting me. It's interesting to me that so far I've interviewed, and each one talks about connection and community and family and neighbors. And I think that we all yearn for that connection. I agree. Well, again, thank you so much for being on the show. Well, you're quite welcome. Thank you for listening to In Search of the Great America. Today's episode had music by Valentin Sochnitsky. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing to the podcast on iTunes or SoundCloud. For show notes and more information on the podcast, please visit our website, greatamericaproject.com. Thank you.